Pardon the interruption. I'm Eric Creech. Disney revealed new footage from the upcoming Star Wars film. If you were traveling across the galaxy, what planet would you want to visit? Honestly, I'd be up for about anywhere, but as long as we just stay away from Uranus, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty good. Oh my goodness. That's terrible. I mean, I'm just saying. It's a stinky what, place. What, 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 kind of, what kind of show is this? We're sleeping this low to make these kind of ducks now? Oh I'm just calling it as a seat. I mean, you put it out there, I throw it back. Welcome to the What the What Show, boys and girls. In today's episode, we mimic PTI's format. We'll talk about the D23 Expo, and we'll have a fun game of toss-up. Oh, yeah. But first, big news coming out ahead of the D23 Expo is that Sony is opting out of their deal with Disney, and as a result, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is no longer in the MCU. What are your thoughts, and do you think this is permanent? You asking me? Yeah. I assume, because yeah. we're the only ones here right I'm now. I'm asking you. you got four minutes. And four I, minutes. I, and I, I shared this time with you. So okay, well, let's get started. Let's do this. I think he'll be back in. As of right now, he's not. As of the time we're recording this podcast, for all we know, Monday, by the time people listen to this, he may be back in already. Okay. But, I mean, what do you think? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, a lot of things have, you know, been torn up over money. Mm-hmm. And according to... The initial reports, they wanted a 50-50 split. Disney did. Right mm-hmm. now, they're only getting like 5% or something. Uh, later reports came out and said it was only 25%, but Sony's still not budging. Uh, they want to keep their big piece of the pie. Um, I think Sony saw some success with Venom, and they saw that Spider-Man's being successful in the Disney-Marvel cinematic universe. They figured, well, why, aren't, why don't we just keep him for our own self now? Well, I get it. Like, a Tom Holland is going to make you money, no matter what. Even, you know, as Spider-Man, he's a great Spider-Man. Arguably one of, you know, the best Spider-Man we've had so far. But I don't think, if if he can't mention Mr. Stark or mention any of the Avengers, if he can't mention any of that, I don't know if he's still, you know, if it's such as good of a movie. Now, don't get me wrong. I think he could make a good movie by himself. I think they can fit some great characters around him. But we've seen what Sony did with the last Spider-Man. We've seen the... Where how far off base they went with their villains, where it just didn't really work. Um, I think we are in a spot now where we really could have some awesome stuff, but and that, I think they need Disney. And that's where we say they need Disney, and I agree 100% from a creative mm-hmm. standpoint. But we all know Sony and these big companies don't really look at it from a creative standpoint. They look at it from a financial standpoint. Can, um, can they still make money? With a Tom Holland Spider-Man, even if they mess up the villains. I don't think they'll make the same amount of money as what they can make if they team with Disney. Oh, I absolutely agree with that 100%. I think that regardless of you know what Sony does, if they're not, if Spider-Man's not in the MCU, I don't think it makes a buttload of money. Yeah. Um, I think it does make money, but it's not as much as they could have made even giving 25% of it to Disney because Sony has a reputation, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um I think it would be really bad for uh, Disney in the sense that they've kind of set up their phase four uh, through the last Spider-Man movie a little bit where we have this cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, you know, Spoiler, if you have not seen Spider-Man Far From Home, I'm going to give a couple of seconds for you to turn this off if you haven't seen it. You better be careful. By the way, you're going to run out of seconds. Why haven't you seen it, by the way? Um, but at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, his identity is revealed. And now, you know, we're waiting to see the aftermath of that. It'd be really weird if in Phase 4 they just forgot about all that. Um, there is no next Tony Stark. What are you talking about? Um, maybe Nick Fury makes a little offhand remark. Well, after his re- uh, identity was revealed, we had to hide the kid in hiding. And yeah, Would it be fair? Like, Happy 
is from the Iron Man world. So Happy came into Spider Man's thing from Iron Man's world. So Happy still exists. Yeah, Pepper Potts ha- still exists. Happy still exists, but here Happy won't be able to be in the Sony movie. And he was he's an MCU character. He is, and there was such a huge connection between him and Spider Man in the last movie. How do you not have him moving forward to help Spider Man? I mean, it's just a mess, and I'm like you. I'm hoping that they figure this mess out because for fan service, I mean, I know we they crave money more than anything, but just for the service for the fans, uh, this is the first Spider-Man we've been able to get along with for a long time. Andrew Garfield tried. It was okay for what it was. It wasn't great. Tommy Maguire really dropped off after Spider-Man 2, but these first two Spider-Man films have been awesome, and Tom Holland seems like he can do no wrong. And, but with the world he has around him, too, with the, with the MCU, it allows him to go on for as long as he possibly can. He's in a world now where he has beyond just, you know, the Daily Bugle in school. So, I mean, if you take that away, how long before Tom Holland runs out? That's it. I mean, I, I hope they figure it out. I hope they figure it oh, out. We are out of time. All right. What's the next topic? My next topic. At the D23 Expo, Disney announced MCU shows, which are going to be airing on the Disney Plus uh, streaming service that's about to come out, uh, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel. Of these shows, which one are you looking forward to the most? I got to say... I've heard of Moon Knight, and I've heard of She-Hulk. I know She-Hulk's a lawyer. Um, I don't know much about Moon Knight other than I think people compare him to Batman. Mm-hmm. But I love Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Same. I am a huge Kamala Khan fan, and it's weird because if you had told me, you know, like eight years ago, hey, one of your favorite superheroes is going to be a teenage Muslim girl from New Jersey. Mm-hmm who can shapeshift. I would have told you you're crazy. I mean, but for someone who doesn't read a lot of comics, Mm -hmm. the Miss Marvel comic pulled me in and it made me care about the character. It made me care about everything that's going on. And I am so excited that not only is she getting her own television show, but Kevin Feige says that she's going to play a part in the movie universe as well. And I'm, oh my goodness. I can't, I can't wait. If she pops up in Captain Marvel too, I Which mean, she should. And she should. I mean, that's, oh my goodness. Like I said, I'm super excited about Miss Marvel. Uh, I'm honestly right there with you. I knew about She-Hulk from different comics. Uh, I know enough about her. Moon Knight, I'm honestly the same way. Like, I'm excited for that show because I'm a huge Batman fan. So I'd love to see more about Moon Knight. I've just never been into anything that he's really been involved in. Uh, but Miss Marvel, whenever I got back into reading comics years back, it was around the same time. Uh, that this series was coming out. And I wanted to find out more about Carol Danvers as her version of Miss Marvel, but I bought the most recent one that was coming out to just stay up to date or jump in with some up-to-date comics. Uh, I fell in love with her. I think she's an amazing character. Uh, go back and read. Get the trades if, you, you know, if you're not into comics. I feel like it's a great story. Uh, my wife, Erica, that's one of the ones she started reading whenever she started joining in reading comics with me. Uh, and I just couldn't put it down. I think it's a great character. I think it's a great opportunity, too, with, like you say, her religious beliefs, her background, her family, the story that goes along with that as well. And then the ability to come along and meet, you know, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, and all the other characters, too, that go into that. Uh, it's a great series. I'm really looking forward to what they do with this. So uh, some little background information for the other shows. Moon Knight, uh, a.k.a. Mark Spector, a former CIA agent who was almost killed by a terrorist, before his life was saved by the moon god. Um, four different personalities all fight for control over his body. She-Hulk is based on Jennifer Walters. 
uh, who I believe is uh, her cousin Bruce. Uh, her cousin's Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Uh, she develops her own unique Hulk powers after getting a blood transfusion from her cousin. Uh, so that sounds super good, um, super awesome in its own sense. I'm all for more Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, and if the, they can get him for the TV show, um, I think that would be a good get. Well, I think but, it's also too because there's that contract deal with Universal where they can't really do a Hulk by itself. Right. So it's cool how they're doing this as a show, and I would love to see how he's more involved in it because he's not been able to do but so much outside of the Avengers and other stuff. So it'd be cool to see him in that. One thing I'm super interested in um, from Miss Marvel, in the comics, she is inhuman. Mm-hmm. And they've introduced Inhumans as part of the Agents of Steel television and it show. Flopped. Um, and they and they introduced Inhumans as a TV show by mm-hmm. itself, and it definitely flopped. But you know, Agents of Shield was pretty good. But Agents of Shield uh, still going strong, and they still have Inhumans as a part mm-hmm. of it. How? What kind of approach are they going to take with this new setup? Is, are they going to try to reintroduce Inhumans? Is it going to be some other? Like, but now they own the stone? they own the rights now to have something as mutants now. Called mutants. So now. will they? So where they avoided the word mutants for so long? Will they now just switch it over and call her a mutant instead? Um, I'm not really sure, but Miss Marvel, super exciting. Uh, I think if anyone who loves comic books uh, has not inter- or had any experience with Miss Marvel, she's worth checking out. If, sure. if not through comic books, definitely through the TV show once it comes. We don't have a date on that yet, but it's definitely going to be worth it. And I think we're going to get under the timer here. Are we going to beat the buzzer? We beat the buzzer. Oh, just barely. Just barely. Every time I hear that, I think about Nickelodeon. Like, I feel like I'm about to get slimed. So, also, at the D23 Expo, there was a trailer for a Disney Plus show, What If? And that was shown among the stories teased. This is a Marvel MCU show. Uh, Teased stories were T'Challa traveling through space in a Guardians-like outfit. Bucky Barnes facing off against zombie Captain America. Super Soldier Peggy Carter's full costume featuring a Union Jack was also revealed. It was revealed that the entire 23 Marvel Cinematic Universe slate would be um, explored in some form or fashion. What alternate reality stories are you hoping to see on this show? Honestly, I'm really hoping they do the zombie thing. Um, That's been an awesome comic book. Um, part of it, I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed. I wish it was live action. I think it's animated. Am it I is right? A, it is animated. animated. And I'm all, sure it'll be great. Don't get me wrong. All the MCU actors are coming back to voice their characters. Okay. Well, at least, uh, honestly, one part I'm super excited about is just Peggy Carter. I loved her show. I love her as a character. I think that whatever she does, I'm glad to see that she's back in some capacity. Um, but that's the zombie thing is what I'm really hoping for. Um, that is a great series that they came out with a comic book series. Uh, it would just be cool to see. Um, and I guess with the fact of it being animated, as long as it's animated in a really good way, which I'm sure it will be, uh, I don't have any other particular stories or outlines I'd like to see. I'm just excited for it. I pro- Honestly, when it first announced it, I wasn't that excited. I was like, whatever. Um, but to see at least some examples to kind of get your mind going, then that got me more excited to see what could come. I think the premiere episode is going to feature Peggy Carter becoming uh, basically the Captain America, but I think she'd be Captain Britain at that mm. point. Um, and Steve Rogers not getting the super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. Um, one story that when I was doing my research, I found that just seemed super interesting to me. What if Thanos joined the Avengers? Oh, that would be cool. Now, I don't know what kind of threat they'd have to be up against for that to happen, but I'd love to see Thanos. I mean, he's, he's the most popular bad guy we've had since Darth Vader. Well, um, he's and, been the most actually baddest bad in, guy in terms of uh, in Marvel movies. Well, not not just Marvel, but in terms of bad guys in general. I had a kid last year on Halloween when we had school come dressed as Thanos. Nice. Like he's super popular. 
Mm-hmm. Um, how cool would it be to see him fight on the side of good for a change? Well, especially if he has the Infinity Gauntlet at the moment. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, some other other stories that I saw. Um, what if Loki had found the Hammer of Thor? What, what if hmm. he was worthy? You know, I don't and know Thor how wasn't. that works. Um, what if the Hulk went berserk? Okay. Um, and I don't know. Like I said, I'm just going through some stories I found. Uh, what if Bruce Banner was savage and the Hulk was the intelligent one? No, I'd love to see that. That actually that would be, be really super cool. interesting. There's a lot of Hulk ones related uh, on this list. Uh, this one, what if there was a gamma bomb or the gamma bomb being dropped on Japan back in World mm-hmm. War II? And it created a nation of Hulk monsters who eventually take over America. Now that would be cool because there's actually been you know series with like multiple Hulks and everything like that and spinoffs you know not so the main storylines but I think that would be cool. I think that's an an awesome opportunity of what you could throw in there and what you can see, and especially too since it's animated you could do as much as you really want to versus having to deal with special effects and paying for CG and everything like that. You really can just go all out you know crazy on this mess to put out a crazy show like you know but there's no limitations holding you back as far as the action goes something i don't know if they'd be able to pull off now that uh, spider-man is not part of the mcu but what if someone else had been bitten by that spider mm-hmm. instead of peter parker and i don't know if that's something they'd be able to explore now or not um what if the avengers defeated everybody um i don't know if they're going to include the punisher but what if the punisher's family had not been killed Mm. Um, I know they have the Punisher TV show. I haven't seen it, but... It's an amazing show. I'm sure I need to it's, probably catch up on it. You would love it, but it's also a heavy violence, heavy non-kid show, but it's a great show. Okay. All right, well, let's move on to the next topic. We beat the buzzer this time by seven seconds. Nice. Uh, next topic. A new Lizzie McGuire sequel series is coming to Disney+. Plus. With the original creator returning, Hilary Duff will reprise her role as Lizzie McGuire. Only now she's in her 30s, figuring her life out. She works as an apprentice to a decorator, has an apartment in Brooklyn, and a boyfriend who owns a restaurant in Soho. Uh, were you a big Lizzie McGuire fan back in the day? And if so, are you excited about a sequel series? You know, as someone who did not grow up with cable, satellite, mm-hmm. Lizzie McGuire was a name I knew. Okay. Um, I want to say, do you know when that show was out? I want to say it might have been past our... Um, I watched it. But that doesn't mean anything because right. I watched a lot of shows. Probably past I think it my may have been age. on like when we were in high school. Mm, I feel like middle school, high school, middle school somewhere high in there because even Stevens is out at the same time. I do know a lot of people are super excited. Um, you know, they had a sudden cancellation of the show back in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Um, just came out of nowhere. Um, so a lot of people have been dreaming for a return to the series. Um, I feel like they or they feel like they kind of just dropped off. Um. So when they announced it last week, there was a lot of people who were jumping for joy, um, and you, you guys, I guess you can kind of picture like her cartoon conscience also jumping. That's what I'm hoping they keep. I'm hoping they don't go like super hardcore, like computer generated thing, or even just a voice inside her head. I really hope they keep that cartoon character or something similar at least. So here's what Hillary Duff uh, said. She said that uh, entering your 30s is a really big deal. I think it's just the right time for um, Liz McGuire to step back in. And have her go along with you in your 30s. All the fun times, all the big monumental moments, and all the challenges that you're faced with. I just thought there was such an opportunity there for her to be a grown-up and for there to be for her to be there for women again. I think it's pretty cool. I watched this show. I'm not going to say I got every episode at least, but I loved this show growing up. Um, I'm really hoping that they bring her best friends Gordo and Miranda back. Uh, they were just It was an awesome trio of characters. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Sam and Kat um, as they did some other things or uh, 
iCarly, I guess would be more so because he had iCarly yeah. um, and Sam. But I loved this show. I loved her sense of style. I loved her personality. She wasn't necessarily Miss Popular, but at the same time, she wasn't not popular, I guess. like, but uh, A common character for common people. Yeah, that you get along with. Like Her style was just different. It was kind of very 2000-ish with bright colors and everything else. Uh, I'm excited to see that. I do hope they bring back Kate. It's that yeah, it was kind of like her enemy in school. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a perfect opportunity. I do. I did watch a video today that talked about it, and she said that while she can't say anything 100%, there is a very big chance that you would see a lot of familiar faces. So I'm hoping that they brings that back, and not in a just little, you know, here and there type thing, but really back involved in her life. So I'm assuming you're checking the show out? I'm 100% checking the show out. I would out. give it a chance. Because like I said, I didn't really get a, a chance to really experience it unless I was at a friend's house or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember enjoying it um, and wishing I could see it. So I will definitely, definitely check it out. Might sure. as well. So. Oh. All right. We're pretty good at this time thing. We are getting pretty good at this. Uh, last question for our main segment here. The Breakout Star from Toy Story 4. We're talking about Forky. Mm-hmm. Returns in a series of shorts called Forky Ask a Question. Disney presented the first of the series in which Forky asked, uh, what is money to Ham, the piggy bank? Ham finally manages to convey that money is indeed a very important thing to which Forky counters, money cannot be as good as having wonderful times with friends like you. This sounds incredibly cute. Is this something you're going to watch and what questions do you want Forky to ask? I will say I loved Forky in this movie. Uh, he definitely was a breakout character. I loved his innocence. I loved the what he brought out of Woody as well in the storyline. I'm really excited for this. I definitely think I'll check it out. Uh, a question I had, now, which kind of puts a spin on the whole thing, is what if Forky asked, who is Walt Disney? Because technically they don't live in the Disney world, so he, he could be a cartoon. Like Disney could be something that's on TV without ruining Pixar's world. Uh, so I, if, I like the meta-ness of that question, like kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit. It is, and at the same time, it's not, like I said, Mickey Mouse is not involved in any of the Toy Story thing. So you could talk about Walt Disney as a person and as a character without ruining any, like, where, how do we exist? What are we? You know, We're a show based on this. It's, like, it's all Pixar's world. So The first thing I thought of when I saw this series, and maybe it's just too soon or too presumptuous to make that this connection, but I thought of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah. Where Mr. Rogers would take um, fan mail, letters mm-hmm. from kids, and answer the questions as a way of, and he answered some tough ones, you mm-hmm. know, about divorce and about racism. And, and he tackled a lot of subjects that a lot of people still look fondly back on today. I'm wondering if this can be its own version where Forky, in the form of maybe a child sending in a letter, yeah. asked the question, and the Toy Story gang, whom, you know, Rex, Ham, whatever, gets to answer it as a way of kind of their own version of Mr. Rogers. I think that would be great. Honestly, I had not thought about it in that sort of thing or that sense, but I think that's a great opportunity. Like you say, it's not necessarily something that would be talked about every time. It's something that's heavy every time, but it does open the door that it allows them to be able to ask those sort of questions. I like the idea of Forky being the, I guess, the one who stands in for kids who you know are innocent, like Forky, who Mm -hmm. have questions about the world around them. Um, and the Toy Story gang who has lived a life and knows, you know, what life is about and uh, how life is, you know, presented to them can answer some of these questions in a way of 
um, that can reassure kids, hey, this is what this looks like. Sometimes this is bad. Sometimes this is good. Sometimes, you know, whatever the issue is, um, I just think it'd be very incredibly endearing for uh, for kids to be able to experience it in their own way. In a w- like I said, in a way, being this generation's Mr. Rogers, I think this has a really good chance of doing that if that's what they're aiming for. Well, even like the money question, like you said, with Ham you know, responding back and how it's very important for four kids to respond back. So there's no way it's more important or better than having – you know, the times you have with great friends like that. So it's already hitting on a little bit deeper note than just your obvious thing. So uh, I think it's got a great opportunity. There is the buzzer. There is the buzzer. It's time for toss-up. All questions are going to be read aloud by our producer, Ricky Lyles. Take it away, Ricky. Oh, toss-up. Which Disney plus MCU cast edition are you more excited about? WandaVision's? Or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, for those who are not in the know, WandaVision is adding Kat Dennings, who's from the Thor series, as Darcy. Uh, They're also adding um, Randall Park, who is an FBI agent in Ant-Man and the Wasp. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier are adding Emily Van Camp and Wyatt Russell. Emily Van Camp, who played Sharon Carter in Winter Soldier and Civil War. And Wyatt Russell's playing a new character, U.S. Agent. i got to say... Kyle, I am super excited about WandaVision because it just sounds really, really wacky. It says it's going to be based similar like a Dick Van Dyke type show. Um, I is, love. It's hard to vision, uh, ironically, vision, vision that. I mean. Well, the great thing about Wanda is she can alter reality. So for all we know, it literally is altered into a Dick Van Dyke type scenario. Uh, but as far as the cast, I'm really excited for Kat Dennings. I love her as an actress. Uh she was into right love in her arms, which she did a, just a great job emotionally. She's also super funny. Um, I'm excited for her. Now, Randall Park, is that the guy that played Jim in The Office? Yeah, he well, he played Jim, Jim when Jim went to like the dentist. Yes, so I'm excited for him because I really like him. He's really funny. I think he was on Off the Boat. Um, yeah, I kept looking at him and thinking Jim, though, the entire movie. When, was he an Ant-Man? Yeah, he was an Ant-Man yeah. in The Wasp where he's also a, a youth pastor. Yeah, and so that, that's the line that Jim. I keep like, I'm also a youth pastor. Uh, as far as Falcon and Winter Soldier, honestly, I'm more excited for WandaVision, the actual show. But Emily Van Camp, I loved her, and uh, as Revenge, Sharon, yeah, or, Revenge, I yeah. love that show. Eric and I got hooked on that show. Uh, I loved it. I did, totally missed out that she was in like Captain America originally until we watched the show and later came back to realize who, like who she was. I, I feel like there's a lot of like unanswered questions with her mm-hmm. and uh, Steve Rogers. I'm wondering if when Steve Rogers went back in time um, and ended up staying back in the 1940s, did he mm-hmm. tell Peggy Carter, "Hey, I ended up French kissing your." Uh, your future niece. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say because those realities get a little twisted. So who knows if he actually did, didn't. I no, he, he did. did I saw it on the movie. By the I way, was there. Uh, I'm excited for that. I'm hoping it'll, you know, it uh, goes well. What do you know about uh, U.S. agent in the comics? Not, not a thing. Uh, so this is a new character for you as well. Yeah, they showed a few little things here and there about how he might be possibly involved. But I honestly didn't dig deep into that. I was more so looking at the WandaVision stuff. Well, between him and uh, Baron Zemo, who was the, the villain mm-hmm. in Civil War. Uh, awesome. Uh, you got to wait for us to finish our thought. Okay. Are you sure? Because, yeah. I mean, the bell rang. The, the bell, bell rang. rang, but we got to finish our thought, and then you say Tulsa. Are you sure? Yes. Ricky, I've, we got to lay these rules out. Hey, we're, we're mimicking PTI. I've seen PTI. So we're going to do it the way PTI All does. right, well, finish it up. Well, finish I'm up. finished with my you thought finish now. now. Go ahead. Ricky. Yell awesome. Question number two. Which Disney Plus reality show are you more likely to watch? Jeff Goldblum in the world, according to Jeff Goldblum, or Christian Bale's Encore? 
Christian Bale, as in Batman? Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell was Batman. Kristen Bell was Anna in Frozen and Veronica Mars. Can you imagine, though, Kristen Bell doing this encore show where they're going and getting adults <laughs> to come back and reenact like their singing musicals? He's like trying to find like somebody's like, where are they? And then like brings them up. I, I, I can't. Um, so for those, again, not to know, Encore is hosted by Kristen Bell. Uh, Kyle alluded to it. It brings together former castmates of high school musicals and it tasks them with recreating their original performance years after they last performed it in a high school reunion like no other. Uh, with Jeff Goldblum's, according to Jeff Goldblum, it's a 12-episode docuseries from National Geographic. It's going to debut on November 12th. Uh, in each episode, viewers will get to see the world through Jeff Goldblum's eyes, whatever that means. Which one are you more excited for, man? I'm more excited for Encore. I feel like Encore is a show I can really get into. Um, I get into shows like that anywhere, like MasterChef and stuff like that I really get into. So I feel like this is something I would watch from start to finish because it's going to show a lot of emotion and different things they go with. I think Jeff Goldblum, that one is more one that I would probably pick and go find topics that I liked because I know it mentioned like tattoos for one. So sure, I'd love to watch his video or his show on tattoos, but there's other stuff I probably wouldn't. Now, don't get me wrong, I probably would start and just end up watching all of those as well. But I think if I'm going to choose, if I have to choose one or the other, I'm probably choosing Encore. See, I'm someone who, I love Kristen Bell, and I think Encore is going to be a fantastic show, and I will probably watch every episode because, like you, I feel like it's something I can get connected with. Mm-hmm. I love stuff like this. I'm also a Jeff Goldblum is always a win guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like anything Jeff Goldblum does is awesome. And I don't know exactly what his topic is going to be on this 12-episode docuseries, but I feel like if I watch one, I'm going to end up watching them all because Jeff Goldblum has that ability to suck you sure. in and get you super interested in whatever he's super interested in. There was one episode where he had um, guest starred on Friends, mm-hmm. and he was um, talking about one of his roles uh, in the show where he did like a cell phone commercial. Mm-hmm. And I got super into like, okay, what was which company was it? I want to do that company. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like, yeah, that's, that's Jeff Goldblum for me. I think he'll definitely do a great job. Don't get me wrong. Like, and I think the, the series will be good. But uh, we'll just see. We'll see what happens with it. All right. What's the next one, Ricky? Gossip! There you go. I'm a, there it goes. I'm getting a little gun shy here. <laughs> okay. Next toss-up question is, which Disney – oh, I'm sorry. Which Star Wars Disney Plus show are you more excited about? The Mandalorian? Or Obi-Wan pre- prequel series? I'll let you go first on this one. The Obi-Wan prequel series. Okay. I thought Ewan McGregor was a fantastic Obi-Wan. Um, I know, peop- you know Al- Sir Alec uh, McGinnis, who was the original Obi-Wan in the original uh, trilogy, was like this classically trained actor, and people mm-hmm. loved him. Um, word has it he didn't really enjoy the Star Wars series very much because he thought it was just kind of demeaning as an actor. Hmm. But Ewan McGregor, I, I want to see more of him as Obi-Wan. And I'm assuming this will take place... Um, between the original trilogy, trilogy and the later trilogy, and I just want to see what kind of adventures he gets into on Tatooine while he's watching over Luke as he grows up from afar. I see that. Honestly, I'm right there with you. If I'm going to choose between the two, I'll probably choose this one. And I say that because he is my Obi-Wan. Now, don't get me wrong. I grew up watching the other Star Wars movies as well, but being a kid as a new movie's coming out, and I get it, the prequel series, say what you will about them, but as a child, watching Star oh, they, Wars they and ours. having that opportunity to see something fresh that my parents had enjoyed and me getting to, to experience that, he was my Obi-Wan. He was the guy that I knew as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I'm excited to see what he has to do. He's a great actor, too. I love his 
his passion. Plus, can you imagine how many more Jesus memes are going to be made now <laughs> that he's returning to the screen as Obi-Wan Kenobi? Oh, my God. How goodness. many grandparents are going to, you know... Uh, post that on their Facebook wall. Getting upset. Will, will you repost this picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi because we think he's Jesus? And yes. <laughs> how many more action-packed pictures of Jesus are we going to get out of this? Uh, I think that's awesome. I do think The Mandalorian looks like an awesome show. It, I, it really does. I'm excited for it, that. It has um, John Favreau, who um, directed the first two Iron Man movies. Mm -hmm. he's play, he plays Happy Hogan. He he's also the, the chef. Um, he's also the it's chef. A great show. Um, movie. He uh, serves as creator, head writer, showrunner, co-executive producer... Uh, the premise of that is it takes place five years after the fall of the Empire, so this is post-original trilogy, and before the emergence of the First Order, and it follows a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. My only concern mm -hmm. is the, the Han Solo uh, movie they did on their own. It was not the best, in my opinion. I mean, mm -hmm. I enjoyed it for what it was, but I think I wonder if people are going to not enjoy anything that's not directly related to the original saga. I feel like at least because this is a TV series, right? That's how it's based. Yes, Disney Plus TV series. So I think this is going to be in a cool way where I watched it almost as like a crime show. Right. Where he's going to be traveling and taking down different people as a bounty hunter. I think the way if they do it in that sort of format, it leads him in a way where he can continue to grow as a series and it doesn't have to be directly based on the Star Wars trilogy. I, I feel like if they're going to have any success at all, they don't need to have anything to do with the original saga. It needs to be able to stand on its own because if they have too much writing from the original series, people are just going to be, what? well, where's the lightsabers? Where's Luke? Where's and there's the been a lot of complaints even with the current movies because there's not, you know, so much of one thing you don't get enough of the other. Exactly. Producer Ricky's getting upset. We went way over the bell this time. We can take you out of this room, Producer Ricky. <laughs> it's his room. He owns this house. What's, uh, what's the next one, buddy? Last one. Toss up! There you go. Which Pixar movie do you want to see more? Soul or Onward? All right. So I've heard of both of these. For me, the idea of Soul. Now, let me give you the um, the details. There's, they're kind of um, the details around it are kind of vague, but um, all that was known before the D23 um, Expo was that they were releasing an original film in 2020. Um, but the press release says, ever wonder where your passion, your dreams, and your interests come from? What it is that makes you you? And it describes a journey from the streets of New York City to the cosmic realms to discover the answer to life's most important questions. That sounds super, super, like, deep and interesting. I haven't seen, like, Inside Out, which is one of their deeper mm -hmm. but also more emotional movies. Um, but from everything I hear, it just kind of kicks you in the gut. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just so complex. I want to see something like that. Well, also, uh, Jamie Foxx is playing like your main character in that, right? Yeah. Or voicing him. I believe he is, And he's, yes. he plays a blues musician. So when you go along with that, talking about having soul being a blues musician, plus going on and, um, man, why can't I think? Uh, the drummer uh, from The Roots. Uh, oh, um, oh, my goodness. Why are we um, zoning out? Questlove. Questlove, Questlove. Is, is playing the drummer for the, Jamie Foxx's uh, soul group. Why, aren't, why isn't your name Questlove? That's a great name. Ricky anyway, Love. Yeah, Ricky Love. Uh, for Onward, that one comes out uh, before Soul. Soul comes out next summer. I think Onward comes out in March. Mm -hmm. uh, Onward is a film set in a magical world populated with elves, trolls, mermaids, centaurs, fauns, tire, uh, gnomes, sprites, goblins, all other mystical creatures. Um, but where the fairy tale was once the reality, it's losing its sense of magic. Its inhabitants use machines such as mobile phones and cars instead of magic. It seems in a way like Harry Potter, if they all went to the muggle world, 
there's a, a comic book series that I love called Oddly Normal, written by Otis Frampton. Uh, I think this really is similar to that in a way. I feel like it's because you're dealing with a girl named Oddly whose parents, you know, was half witch and the dad was not, you know, or whatever. So she's learning her power. She's in a different world. It's surrounded by craziness, what this sounds like it's going to have. Uh, I think it'll be good. I don't know that I would go to the theaters to see this one, at least based on what I've seen so far. Soul have, would pull me in. Um, if I was going to go to the theater and had to put my money for one or the other, I'm going to see Soul. Uh, that, as a musician side of me, wants to go to that, but I feel like there's probably just some deep stuff in there. So, I find it very interesting that for our toss-up segment, I think we all pick the same stuff. We're pretty good about that. We like yeah. similar things. I figured we'd have some kind of diversity somewhere, but apparently, yeah. So that's our toss-up section. Thank you, Ricky, for being our overhead announcer, producer for this segment. Tossed out. I'm out. You're out. Thanks, Ricky. So now we're going on to mail time, and this week we only had one response for the D23 <laughs> Expo. I know, and it was on Twitter, which is, I mean, you are doing you do such a good job with Instagram and Facebook. Um, I'm kind of falling down on the Twitter side of things, but we got a response on Twitter. It's Would it be fair, I've been out. I've been out of town, I've been busy, and I've been slack. So I did not do as great as I usually would. Chris Rode, there I said your name, so you're included in the episode. But Chris Rode did not respond this week, folks. Wow. What a letdown. First time ever. Ever. Well, our one response uh, to our Twitter question, uh, what questions or what are you most excited about regarding the Disney D- T- uh, D23 Expo? Mm-hmm. comes from Hunter Batten. He says he's excited for the Epcot changes and that they're finally getting a Ratatouille attraction. Yes. Uh Hunter said this, and it made me go look up more of what was coming. I'll be honest, as a kid going to Disney World, Epcot was my least favorite park. Uh, it was the least, you know, it didn't have as many rides, it didn't have everything else. Now that I'm older, I'm going back in uh, December this year with my family for the first time in at least 10 to 15 years. So I'm super excited to go. I know they won't be making these changes to Epcot before I go, but as I'm older, I'm excited to go look at it now. I know they're changing a lot of things uh, as far as the landscape of it. It's going to be something that takes a few years at least. But they are adding new rides. Uh, like uh, Hunter said, I love Ratatouille. It's a movie that I just love to watch. Maybe that stems off of me loving MasterChef and other things now. Uh, but they're going to do a ride there. They're also creating Mary Poppins is finally getting her own space in Epcot as well. Uh, they're going to change the forefront out of one of the places to be uh, her home space. Uh, so that's exciting to come through. I know there's possibly in the diorama they have set up, there is a section that has a, an acoustic guitar. There's guesses that Coco is going to have his own area. Ooh. Uh, different things like that. I know they've already said Moana is going to have a section there as well. So I'm excited to see what they bring to it. There's so much that's happened in Disney over the past, you know, so many years that they haven't changed or been able to add. And to add it into Epcot is an also it's really cool because Coco has such deep heritage. Uh, yes. And this is really in the movie is really shown. But also to be able to explore that inside a park, I think it's exciting. I'm excited to see what they do with Epcot. I've only been to Disney once. It was when I was 14, and I was kind of too cool for school at that point sure. where everything your parents took you to was you know, annoying. Last time I went, so, I was the exact same way. So I didn't really appreciate the trip. I do remember going to Epcot. The only thing I really remember about Epcot at the time was there was a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids like attraction mm-hmm. where you sat in front of um, like a screen, and there was a little thing in front of you where when the dog sneezes, your face got wet with water. And I think that's at MGM. Yeah, okay. That's or was it MGM. was Hollywood Studios now. Or so, whatever, um so, and that might have been at MGM too, or whatever Hollywood Studios. Now I might have been getting my Epcot things wrong. Either way, but um, I, I, I just listening to you talk about it. Like I loved Ratatouille as well. Um, when the iPod Nanos came out and they had video mm-hmm. features for the first time, 
I bought Ratatouille so I can watch it on a little one-inch screen mm-hmm. uh, back in 2007. Just love that movie. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking the whole time, man, I got to have kids so I can go back to Disney. <laughs> yeah, and the fun thing is, like, I think maybe in a couple years we should save up. And if we got kids or not, just go to Disney World. I, I'm down for that. Disney 2021, I'm, I'm down for it. Sure. Maybe, you know, we'll be famous and we'll do a live podcast from there at that point. That'd be pretty cool. All right, so uh, we're going to, uh, towards the end of the show. It's happy time. Happy time. Uh, a happy 58th birthday to our producer, Ricky Lyles. Yes, sir. He will turn 58 the day this podcast is released. Ricky does a lot behind the scenes, not just for what the what, but for a variety of things that we're involved in. I'm very thankful for Ricky. I know Eric is as well. Like We're literally sitting in his house using his electricity, drinking his drinks, uh, using any of these cables that we halfway started putting together and stuff we ran out of. Ricky ran to the shop and grabbed stuff. Uh, there's part of me that Ricky's like a second dad, but there's a part of me that Ricky's like just a great best friend as well. Yes. Uh, he is older than Eric and I, but at the same time, his personality is different. I know you know we kind of push him to the limits sure, sometimes. But, you know, as a traveling musician for so long as what he was and just his growing up, his personality is different than what our parents are. Yeah. Uh, he relates to us differently than what our parents do. And you get that. They're not exactly your parents. So it's a different relationship. But um, super happy birthday to him. Thankful yeah. to have him as a part of this crew, as a part of our lives. And happy birthday, Ricky. Definitely can't imagine life without you, Ricky. For sure. A happy anniversary to Diana Nyad. 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 And on September 2nd, when this podcast comes out, in 2013, Diana became the first person at age 64 to swim from Cuba to the United States without a shark cage. Nyad had made four other attempts at the 110-mile swim but had failed previously. Can't imagine swimming even a portion of that, especially not at age 54. The thing that blows my mind about this is she's the first person to do it without a shark cage. How in the world do you swim with a shark cage? I don't get that either. But here's is there my, like a crane like floating and pulling it along and you just happen to stay within that distance? Like what happened? I guess so. The thing that blows my mind is Cuba is only 110 miles away from Florida. To be fair, I thought it was a lot longer. Than I that. did too. I mean, 110 miles, that's ba- that's a two-hour drive, I mean, or less. I mean, so. I probably wouldn't want to make the drive, but especially not in a shark tank. But at the same time. That's amazing to be 64 years old. Ricky, you know, he's turning 58, so we'll give him, what, six years to get couple, ready? Give him a couple of years to train for this. Yeah, six years, and Ricky's going to do this next, you know, second person to do it without a shark cage. Definitely. Happy trails to Ray as a Jedi. Maybe. A new Star Wars trailer recently showed Ray with a Sith red double-bladed lightsaber. Looks super cool, by the way. But it's ramping up speculation on her role in the Star Wars movie in December, The Rise of Skywalker. We'll see. Uh, there's part of me that knows that if they're going to throw that out there this early, that's literally the only new clip in that entire trailer. It's probably like a, um, you know, like, okay, it's not going to happen. We're just doing this to get the sense. Because they're, they're good about that. Marvel's good about that. They're always good about not throwing in too much information, especially this early on, where they haven't. Literally, the trailer is all older movies, all older scenes, and then you have this one new scene. Okay, there's a couple of new scenes, but for the most part, this is the one. As far as we know, they go back and change. That that lightsaber could be any color. That's the thing. They put it red in the trailer to get people talking. That's the thing that I, I got to thinking. When the first Avengers Infinity War trailer came out, mm-hmm. you had the, uh, the Avengers charging towards the camera, mm-hmm. and you had Hulk in there. Yeah. But we know Hulk doesn't show up after the first scene in the movie in Infinity War. I mean, that mm-hmm. scene was put together just to throw people off the trail. I like what you said about, hey, that 
a lightsaber could be a green or blue or any color. Could be gray. I hope it's purple. I mean, that was my favorite. You know, I think Samuel Jackson is the only one with the purple. Yeah, he was. And he literally, I think his reasoning was so he said it's either his wife or his mom or him, somebody. Whenever they were watching the show, wanted to be able to figure out where he was because <laughs> if he had a purple lightsaber, he'd be easy to pick out and figure out where he was in battle scenes. Uh, but we'll see. I'm really excited. The trailer got me really pumped up as Star Wars fan growing up. I love Star Wars, but I feel like I didn't get into it as deeply as some other things. But seeing this trailer got me excited for the next movie to come. We're going to be um, up to our neck in movies come December. And especially with you being at Disney, we're going to have to watch Jumanji. We mm-hmm. have Star Wars. We have a lot coming up. So I'm excited. I am too. We have about a minute left, even though you know we're not really on a timer. But we're going to put ourselves on a timer. So we got about a minute left. Rapid fire time. This is the big finish. Starting my timer now. High School Musical the Musical, the series. What a weird name. We'll do uh will be a show on Disney Plus where you a big high school musical guy. You wanna make this quick? Never seen it. Uh, me neither. Okay. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb will have a new movie coming out. Is that something you'll watch? I love Phineas and Ferb. Can't wait for that to come out. Awesome. I've seen five like episodes total. Live action, Lady and the Tramp will come out with the debut of Disney Plus, and it uses real dogs. Your quick thoughts? I'm excited for it. I love the movie in general, and I think that it has a better shot than what Lion King did. You keep nodding me because I keep forgetting to read questions. <laughs> Noel is a Christmas movie starring Anna Kendrick about the sister of Santa Claus searching for her brother. Is this a good idea for a movie? I love Christmas music, my movies. I love Anna Kendrick. Sounds like a good combo 100% to me. 100% I will be there. Frozen 2 comes out this fall and will answer a question about Elsa and Anna's parents. And Elsa's powers. If you had a superpower, what would it be? To fly. Awesome. Last one. Get to it. Last quick. one. Black Panther 2 was announced of May 2022. How many times are you going to see it? I'm going to see it a million times if possible. That's a lot. That, that is a lot. But I'm Where did you it. get that money? Because it's at least like $10 million <laughs> to see it a million times. I'm going to see it as much as I can. I can't wait for Black Panther 2. And that's all we have for the show today. Um, Let us know what you thought about this format. Yeah, this format different. was a little different for us. Uh, we we recorded things in segments, and um, you yeah, know. we're good for these type of topics. I think we're doing probably can't do it with movies or whatever. But let uh, us know what you think. Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, remember, uh, catch us on Facebook at facebook.com slash what the what media, Instagram at what the what media, on Twitter wtw underscore media, and look for us soon on YouTube as well. Kyle, thank you for joining us tonight. Yes, sir. You know, it's also your podcast. It could be. Um, Stay at school is the other side of the pillow, folks, and we will catch you on the flip side. What Bye. the what?